Hello and welcome back to the Your Mind Matters podcast, a show where I chat all things mental health, everyday wellness, fitness, and share my journey to help you along yours. I am your host, Natalie Bali. If you want to give this podcast a review, it helps me out so much by reaching a wider audience as well as getting feedback from you guys. You can do that on Spotify or on the Apple Podcast app. If you do, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm really, I'm feeling a little indifferent about sitting down and talking today. I recorded this episode already on the 10th of April and today is the 20th of April. And after I finished recording the episode, I just wasn't really happy with the direction that it went and how I articulated all the information. And, you know, sometimes I just overthink things and get down on myself and I'm hard on myself and I don't want to put things out there. So we're trying it again. And I kind of hate that I've waited this long to do it, but there's been a lot of resistance in my body and brain to recording a podcast. Like I said, I just kind of get down on myself. I beat myself up and tell myself that what I'm doing isn't helping anyone and it's not getting across the way I want it to. It's not informational. It's not inspirational. And sometimes I just need to get out of my own way and do the things that I said I was going to do and prove myself wrong because I know that I'm doing a good job. I don't know, just having a few mental health episodes here and there. My sister was also in town, so it was kind of like being on vacation at my own house because you want to keep them busy and you want them to have a good time so I kind of put my work aside and then I was just getting back in the swing of things and was met with a lot of resistance about this podcast and sitting down and recording and this morning I am ripping the band-aid off and I'm doing it and after this podcast I have a quick phone call and then I am recording it and or recording it I am editing it and getting it up today because you guys deserve it I'm really excited about this episode it's probably my most frequently asked question or frequently asked questions around how I moved across the country and the logistics of it and you guys asked a ton of great questions on Instagram so that's going to be the bulk of this episode answering your questions so I can make sure that it's as informative and helpful as possible for you but before we jump into that I wanted to kind of talk about how we decided we were going to move across the country how it played out the timeline all that good stuff I'm gonna try to keep it short and sweet the last episode that I recorded that didn't go up that was like the first recording of this how we moved across the country was an hour long and I felt like it was a lot of rambling and it wasn't super helpful and maybe I was being hard on myself or maybe that was accurate so here we are doing it again I'm going to try to make this more concise and get to the point and answer your questions clearly without rambling too too much but I wanted to kind of explain myself where I've been. I know I said I wanted to get episodes out every week and I still really do. I'm actually going to record two episodes today. So this one will go up on Wednesday and then the next one will go up on Sunday. And I'm really going to try to get back into that schedule because it makes me feel good and I really do like doing this. I just doubt myself a lot and that's something I've been talking to my therapist about a lot. So we're making progress, we're working on it, but that is kind of the rea- the reality of um, why I haven't put a podcast episode up in almost three weeks, which I hate to admit, it really makes me feel bad about myself, but we're not going to dwell on it. We are doing it right now, sitting here, making it happen, and I'm not going to dwell on it or beat myself up 
too much and let's get into the topic of today's episode, which I said, and I'm sure you can tell by the title, is how I moved across the country. All of the logistics that went into it, um, how we kind of ended up in Denver and decided on this. We're going to talk about apartment hunting, choosing the neighborhood you like, deciding where in the world you want to move, why do you want to move, can you afford to move, all of these different things and kind of how I went about it. I'm not an expert by any means. This is just my situation, my journey to get here. And I also want to talk about the positives and things that I love and things that I don't like and all those good things. So this might be a little bit of a longer episode, but I'm really going to do my best to keep it clear and concise. So we're going to start with why we moved. And in short, it was because I just wanted to get out of Ohio. Tristan and I were both born and raised in Ohio. He went to college in West Virginia for a few years and graduated from a school in Cleveland. And I went to Miami of Ohio and Ohio State where I graduated in 2020. And, you know, I just have spent a lot of my life in Ohio and The bits and pieces that I've got from traveling elsewhere really gave me that itch to get out. I just feel like there's so much more to see. I'm young. This is the time in my life to try new things and see new places. And I personally knew that moving away was the right thing for me. I felt that way for a long time. It was just kind of like an inkling that I had that, you know, Ohio isn't for me. It will always be home. I love my family there and there are beautiful, amazing things about Cleveland, Ohio, but For me and my interests and things that I like to do and my hobbies, there just wasn't a whole lot I could do there. And if you don't already know, I don't know how you don't know, but I'm really big into hiking and just being outdoors, trying new things. I did a lot of snowboarding this year. Um, I love to travel. I love road trips especially. And Ohio is just not the most accessible place to do all of those things. So Denver's great for all those things and then some. I'm just scratching the surface with things that I can do here. I was actually on a hike with a friend yesterday and we saw a ton of mountain bikers and I think that would be such a fun thing to try. Obviously it's an expensive sport, expensive habit. You got to get the bike, you got to get the gear. You have to get the gear to put the bike on your car to travel to the trail and all those things. That's a tangent. I'm not going to go down. But point being, I'm only scratching the surface of things that I can do here. And I just feel like I'm absolutely thriving. I love it here. And I'm so glad that we moved. But that was kind of the reason as to why I wanted to move. I had this really deep feeling and knowing that Ohio was not for me and I was meant to see more. And so... It took a little bit of convincing to get Tristan on board, but he's a pretty go-with-the-flow kind of guy, and I think that really worked in my favor, and I was a little nervous he wasn't going to like it, but we both ended up loving it here, and we don't have any plans to leave anytime soon, so that's also a sign that this was the right thing for us, but I think those are things to consider. What do you like to do? Where do you feel the most at home? Where do you feel like your needs could be met? Where do you want to explore? Where do you want to see more of? Those are some things to consider if you're feeling like it might be time to move. I know that this is kind of a big thing that a lot of people that I know, friends or not, just people that I met in college, like so many people moved away from home and it's such a big transition time. It's such a big transitionary period in your life. You've just graduated college or maybe you've just graduated high school and you're thinking about what do I want to do with my life? Where do I want to take my life? And kind of how do I want to get there? So hopefully this episode can answer some of those questions for you or put you on the right track to answering them for yourself. 
In terms of picking Denver, this is kind of how it went down. So after college, I moved back home and I didn't move back in with my parents. I actually moved into an apartment um, a little bit west of Cleveland in Lakewood, Ohio for a year by myself. I wanted to live by myself for a year because I was kind of at the point where I knew Tristan and I were going to move in together soon because we were both graduating college, ending long distance. He had another semester to do in Cleveland after I graduated. So I wanted to just have that experience of living by myself. And I'll talk about this in another episode. Actually, Sunday's episode is going to be all about how to be alone and how to work up to that and all those different things, basically alone time with yourself. But I had a really hard time with it living alone. I have a much better time now being alone all day while living with someone like Tristan's gone all day at work and then when he comes home we spend time together but I just hated living alone and being alone all the time but that's for the next episode um so the point I was getting to is I moved into an apartment by myself in July 2020 in Cleveland Ohio and it was for a year lease which means my lease was up July 31st 2021 so as this time of year was rolling around in 2021 like march april may um i started expressing to tristan hey i'm not planning to re-sign my lease and i'm not planning to find another place to live in ohio like i want to move and it was kind of a unique situation because i work for myself i can work from anywhere and it was kind of dependent on where tristan could get a job um that was kind of the deciding factor as to where we moved So my only criteria, I didn't want to give him too many like restrictions on places that we can move because obviously this has to be a group decision. We decided before we started looking for places to live that after my lease was up, we were going to move in together. He was living at his parents to finish the last semester of school because he was just student teaching at a local high school, trying to save some money and didn't have to like go into classes for college. It was all in the classroom he was student teaching in. So he was living at home. I was living in an apartment, lease up July 31st. And I think it was about April, we started kind of making lists of places we wanted to be or we would consider living and then he just started applying to jobs there so I think he applied to jobs in like six or seven different states my only criteria was I want to move west I want to be able to hike on a daily or weekly basis I don't want to have to travel to go hike anymore I mean travel like get on a plane or a long road trip I want to be able to be like within an hour of the mountains so I can hike when I want that was pretty much my only criteria so He applied to jobs in Denver, in Arizona, in Northern and Southern California, in Utah. I think he applied for jobs in Washington and Oregon as well. And we just kind of were seeing what came back and what he was interested in. So he applied for the job that he has now and he's a special education teacher at a middle school here. He applied for the job he has now and they got back to him within a day, like setting up an interview for him. He interviewed later that week and later that day they called him back and offered him the job. So it really happened so quick. That was like middle of May, 2021, um, right before Memorial Day, I remember. And it was such an exciting time. I will never forget. I was hanging out in the backyard with my mom when he called me to tell me he got the job and I I had like, you know, walked away to take the phone call and I came back and I was trying to keep my cool because I didn't really want to tell my mom right then and there that we were moving because it was all just happening very quickly and I know my parents want the best for me and 
want me to explore my interests and try new things and, you know, live my life. But I felt a little sad because I had been living like 25 minutes from my parents for a year and I know they really enjoyed that. And so I didn't tell my mom right away. I ended up telling her either later that day or the next day. Um, and she's obviously so happy for us, but I was trying to contain my excitement because I didn't want it to come across as like, oh my God, I'm so excited to be moving across the country from you guys. This is the best day of my life, even though I was so, so excited. So that was like the third, second or third week in May that that occurred. And we moved into our apartment on August 3rd, 2021. So it was a pretty quick turnaround, which is kind of what I wanted to focus this episode on and talk to you about the steps of how we went from choosing the place that we wanted to move to actually getting here and all that good stuff. So That was the decision and as soon as we knew we were moving to Denver, we actually don't live downtown Denver, we live in a suburb of Denver, that's as specific as I'd like to be for privacy purposes, but we do live in a suburb of Denver which I much prefer to downtown, I kind of already knew that going in, that I didn't want to live in like a city, like a city center. It's just not for me. I did it for a few years in college and it's just very noisy. A lot of people, I don't like the traffic. I don't like the parking situation. I also have a dog now, so I didn't want to have to like take her out for a walk and she doesn't see grass, you know? Like I wanted to be able to be near parks and um, trails and all of those different things. So we do live in a suburb of Denver and I absolutely love it here. We're living in an apartment and so I immediately started apartment hunting. We kind of narrowed it down, but it was hard because I've been to Denver a few times, but I had never been to the suburbs of Denver. So I wasn't really sure of, I mean, there's only so much a map can tell you in terms of the layout. You don't really know what the traffic is like or the street layout or how far or how long it really takes you to get from one place to another. So we started looking for places close enough to Tristan's school that it wouldn't be like a super long commute for him. We really only live about 10 minutes away from his school so that's been great for him it's really convenient and it's making this next chapter of we want to move into a house we don't want to buy a house just rent for now because I don't think we're going to stay in Denver long term but regardless it's making this harder because we live so close now like I don't want to move any farther away than where we live right now but I do want to get out of an apartment and have a yard and all that we'll talk about at the end of the episode kind of what my next step is but I started apartment hunting My main source was apartments.com. I also looked at Zillow and Trulia, but a lot of the listings are on multiple websites. I think apartments.com is the most comprehensive and I like their search feature the most because you can narrow it down from minimum to maximum rent, how many bedrooms you want, how many bathrooms you want, if you want certain amenities. um, There are so many different things. Oh, if it's pet friendly, obviously, like all of these different things, you can kind of check it off. Like If you are really adamant about having in-unit washer and dryer, you can check that off on there, stuff like that. It's a great way to kind of narrow down your options and only show you what you want to consider as an option for yourself. So apartments.com is what I use. This is not sponsored, although apartments.com, if you're listening to this, you can hit me up. My email is down below. But that's what we use and I found it to be super, super helpful. We narrowed it down to, I want to say like seven or eight apartments. And in the process of me searching all these apartments, I also booked flights for Tristan and I to come out here at the end of June. So it was like a month from him finding out that he got a job. We flew out here, um, flew into Denver and toured a bunch of apartments. We were here for three or four days and I was here a little bit longer because I did a little... 
few things with Gymshark, which was super fun because they're based in Denver, which is the other thing I didn't mention. Like I said before, I wasn't really set on one place or another. I just wanted to be able to hike. But once I found out that we were moving to Denver, it actually worked out perfectly because the Gymshark US headquarters are in Denver. So it's made it really great for me when other athletes are in town. I'm able to meet new people. I've become a lot closer with the team and I just really like being close. It's super convenient. I can help them work on projects locally here in Denver. And I just feel like I have a better relationship with like the management team and stuff, which has been so great for me. So that was a little side note. We came in the end of June and toured all of these apartments. I kind of had like a running list on my phone of the ones I liked, what I liked, what I didn't like, things to consider. And I also took videos of everything, obviously. I highly recommend if you can see the place in person, especially if you're unfamiliar with the area and you are moving across the country. Um, I think that it's worth the extra time and money to buy a plane ticket and come out for a few days and survey your options in person because photos can be deceiving, videos can be deceiving, and management can lie about certain things. I hate to say it, but it's better to check all your boxes, then be naive and think that the place that looks perfect online is also perfect in person. I know that that's not possible for everyone, but if you have the means to do so, I really recommend making an effort to see places in person, even if you're not moving across the country. I didn't see my apartment that I moved into by myself in person until I got the keys and I paid the security deposit and signed the lease. And I don't necessarily regret it because it served its purpose for me, but I think had I seen the place in person, I would have continued searching for other places um, and weighed my options a little bit more, but also I did rent that apartment like middle of COVID, so it made it hard because a lot of places weren't doing in-person um, tours. I saw videos or pictures and stuff, but seeing it in person um, after getting my keys was kind of a nerve-wracking situation and like I said, I kind of think I would have continued my search had I seen it in person before signing the lease. Anyways, point being, try to see the place in person if possible. That's what we did. We came out here for three days, kept a notepad or maybe it was a note on my phone. I don't really remember, but kind of weighing the pros and cons of each and we would talk about them afterwards. And before... I kind of skipped ahead to checking out the apartment. So let me rewind for a second. Also, there's a plane flying overhead. So apologies for that, but let me backtrack a little bit and talk about kind of how we went about searching for an apartment. So before we ever even searched up apartments, we sat down and had a conversation about budgeting and we had to kind of wait until Tristan got his official offer from the school to see how much money he would be making a year and how much he could afford in rent. As well as myself, it does vary month to month. I have certain brands and certain sources of income like my app that pay out every single month that remain consistent or relatively, relatively consistent like my app app fluctuates month to month if I'm gaining or losing subscribers on there, but it's roughly the same amount of money. Um, same with like my Gymshark sponsorship and other longer term contracts that I have with different brands, but I also make variable amount of money each month in stuff like commissions from brands that I work with or one-off brand deals that aren't long-term and it's just a post or two. Um, I also make money off YouTube. And so those kind of fluctuate month to month. So I don't make a 
like the same income every single month. So we kind of rounded it out, talked about how much money we were both willing to pay in rent. And we decided for the first year of living together, we wanted to split the rent 50-50, make it even, make it easier. So there wasn't a fight in the future of like, well, I'm paying more than you. So I get to do blah, 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 blah. Or I don't have to do X, Y, Z. Um, so that's kind of our current situation moving forward. Um, I will be paying a little bit more in rent uh, when we move next year because I am home all day. I want to have a place and a space that has a yard with an extra room and I want to upgrade a few different things and I also do make more money than Tristan. So I think that it's only fair that I'm the one paying more money and we are both comfortable with what he's paying right now. So. Anyway, not to get too into our personal finance life, but that's kind of the deal with that. So we sat down, we made a budget. How much money are we each making? How much are we each willing to pay on rent? And then you also have to factor in all of the other costs. We're gonna have to pay for Wi-Fi. We both have car bills. We both have car insurance bills. We're gonna have to buy groceries. Um, we're gonna need spending money. We need to put money in our savings and our retirement and all of these different things. So we sat down, I made a big spreadsheet, little budget, two columns, how much we're each putting into each of these things in our lives and kind of factored it out to make sure that what we were looking at online in terms of apartments are things that we could afford. Um, I also started putting a little bit of money away for moving costs, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But as soon as I knew we were moving, I started putting a little bit, I want to say like 10% of anything, any money that I made. That's kind of how I budget my stuff. Like I obviously put 30% away for taxes because I'm self-employed. And then I put money into my savings account. I put a little bit into my retirement account. And like every time I get paid from a brand or from a company or from my app or whatever, it kind of gets all split up into different percentages based on what's going on in my life. Like right now, I've been putting money away for this road trip that we're taking this summer. But last summer, I was putting money away for moving costs. So having a general idea and break it down, or I don't even want to say general idea, scratch that. Having a pretty specific breakdown of your financial situation prior to looking for apartments makes the searching process easier. You can be more realistic with yourself and there's that kind of peace of mind that's like, okay, hey, I can afford these places I'm looking at. It's not gonna be six, six months down the road and I'm worried like, can I afford this or can I not? So budget, 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 have an idea of how much money you earn, how much money you spend and what you wanna spend it on and then you can start searching for apartments. So sorry, I did that a little out of order. We budgeted, then we looked at apartments and we flew out here to look at said apartments. Um, we decided after looking, because we looked at so many places, we kind of wanted to weigh our options. And I believe that we applied for this apartment like the first day of July, I want to say. First or second day of July and we moved in a month later. So after weighing the pros and cons, the place that we live now, Tristan and I decided on and I went ahead and filled out the application. And for the application, you need various forms of identification. They might ask for your ID, like your driver's license. Um, I'm not sure if they ask for your social security or not, possibly, but you also have to provide proof of income or proof of employment so that the place that you're moving into can make sure that you're going to be able to pay your rent. Um, for me, because I'm self-employed, that's a little bit more 
um, involved. It requires me to provide more paperwork than your average person who can just show like their income taxes from the last year and show how much money they made. I have to do a few more things, which isn't too complicated, but if you have specific questions about that, feel free to message me online and I kind of walk you through that. But I feel like the majority of people are not self-employed, so I'm not going to drag on about that. Um, but make sure you have the proper documentation when you find a place that you want to live. Ask your landlord ahead of time or ask the person who's giving you a tour of the complex like what is the required paperwork for um, applying for this property. Also take into account if you have pets, a lot of places have pet fees. So you have to pay a security deposit and then monthly rent. So that's another thing to factor in. Ask when you're touring if places include utilities if you pay them separately are they a separate bill through the leasing office or are you on your own completely that was a big shock to me because in college a lot of the places like did it for you and it was just part of your rent whereas um, where we live now and where I lived last year it was kind of like you're on your own to set it up so ask about those things and weigh your options when it comes time to apply. Make sure you have all the proper paperwork and you are aware of all of the fees because there's also like application fees. Sometimes they have to run your credit score, do a background check. Every property is different, but it's good to ask questions. I always err on the side of ask too many questions rather than not enough. I'd rather be annoying and well-informed than keep my mouth shut so that I don't seem annoying to the leasing people and then get super confused and stressed and overwhelmed when it comes time to apply. So once we knew where we were moving and when our lease was starting, which I believe was August 1st and we moved in the 3rd, we started doing the logistics of planning. So I knew that I wanted to drive across the country because I wanted to obviously be able to bring my dog with me. I wanted to have my car and I wanted to be able to tow behind um, a little trailer of some of our stuff. So I had to get a hitch installed on my car. I drive a 2019 Subaru Outback, favorite car ever, love her to death, but it required me um, putting a hitch on my back and I will say, my dad was so, so helpful in like the process of figuring out the logistics of moving because I didn't really know what I was doing. I'm really good at planning like travel itineraries and stuff, which I think worked in my favor for some aspects, but other aspects, I had no idea what I was doing. So my dad really helped with like the whole U-Haul process. So God bless him. Love my dad. Super helpful man. So after the hitch was put on, I had to rent. We got a four by eight trailer, I believe. Um, and I decided that I wanted to only bring a few items of furniture because it was going to cost so much money to get all the rest of my stuff shipped. And I should mention that before we decided on the trailer towing behind my car, um, U-Haul also offers this other thing where you basically like pack a box up. And I don't mean like a little like box from Lowe's, like a moving box. I mean like a, it's like a, almost like a shipping container. It's not as big, but similar, and you can pay them to actually pick it up from your house and transport it across the country or wherever you're moving um, to your new location and drop it off there. So that's what we initially considered, but it just ended up being so expensive, and we also figured that putting a hitch on the back of my car could be helpful for other things in the future, so it made more sense, and that's what we did. Um, so we packed it up. I sold pretty much all of my furniture besides my 
bed, like my mattress and my two nightstands that my dad made for me. But everything else from my apartment, when I lived by myself, the only thing that I bought new was the couch, which I sold to one of my friends. So I know it's in good hands. And um, everything else from that apartment I bought on Facebook Marketplace because I knew I wasn't going to be keeping it permanently. So I didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. And I basically resold everything on Facebook Marketplace for roughly the same amount that I paid for it. So I kind of broke even there, lost some money on the couch, but not incredibly like I didn't lose a ton of money and I knew I didn't want to keep that couch because I got it before I got Winnie and it just held dog hair more than I would like my couch to so got rid of that bad boy and the only thing we moved um in terms of furniture like I said my mattress and my two nightstands and then pretty much everything else in the trailer was mine and Tristan's clothes um, I had a couple suitcases packed. I'm trying to think what else we brought because it was jam-packed. Like Tristan brought like his golf clubs and all of his baseball um, equipment because he was coaching baseball or he is coaching baseball rather. We brought like some pots and pans, but I figured for the most part, it made more sense to just buy stuff here because it would be just as expensive to try to transport it in terms of like containers and costs of shipping and la 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 la. There was just a lot of factors there. I recommend that you start looking at transport options as soon as possible because it can get a little sticky and confusing and it's best to have an idea of what all of your options are before you just kind of like rush and settle on one. So that's how we moved all of our stuff. We decided to split the drive over two days. I drove with my dad in my car. It was me, my dad, and Winnie in the back seat. And then Tristan and his parents drove in his car. He drives like a little Hyundai Sonata, so nothing towed behind. They just had a couple suitcases packed in the car and I was carrying most of the load of all of our stuff. So once we got here, we started unpacking and moving everything in. And then I went out to buy some furniture, like a bed frame and all of that good stuff. And the rest is history. That's kind of how we moved across the country. I didn't elaborate. Let me back up again for one second. The drive was from Ohio to Nebraska the first day, 12 hours, and we kind of split it up so the first day of driving would be longer than the second day because I didn't want to be driving all day and get here and then have to unpack. So it was like 12 hours and then six hours from Nebraska to Denver. And so we started unpacking all of our stuff and I went out to buy furniture, like I said, Definitely, if you are not going to be bringing a lot of your furniture with you, I highly recommend on top of those that money that you're saving for moving costs, put money aside for furniture because I didn't do that and it was a big chunk of change to buy a couch, a bed frame, multiple mirrors, a small sofa, a desk, a new computer. Some of those things were not necessary. Like I didn't need a new computer. I just wanted one. Um, storage, shelving, all of those things, it can really add up. So if you can put money aside, I highly recommend it. Um, it's just moving is expensive and then buying a lot of new furniture on top of that is also expensive. So keep that in mind and put money aside if you can. Um, but that's kind of my journey with moving across the country. I hope that was concise enough. I know I kind of got off track and got ahead of myself a little bit, but uh, that's my journey. And now I am going to answer some of your questions. Okay, a lot of the questions I feel like I already answered in the first portion of this podcast, so I'm going to do my best to stray away from questions like that about like budgeting and timeline and travel and all that kind of stuff and answer some of the uh, questions that I didn't already address. 
First question comes from Haley and she asks, how do you adjust to sharing everything with a significant other? I'll say it was a big challenge sharing a space, sharing responsibilities. There are so many things that changed in our relationship, but for the most part, I will say it's been really beneficial for both of us. We've learned a lot about each other and about ourselves and are just have new things to work on. The first month and a half was definitely the hardest part, just adjusting to being in each other's space and like... I'm somebody who wants the apartment cleaned before we go to bed or just like generally picked up. Like I don't want dishes in the sink. I want the counter wiped off, the pillows fluffed, blanket folded, stuff like that. So I don't wake up to a messy apartment because I do have to be here all day. And so sharing a space was hard. And also sharing your perspective with another person is challenging because to some people, cleaning up the apartment before going to bed isn't that big of a deal because they just get up and go to work in the morning. Whereas other people like myself are home all day. So it's hard to wake up at like, It affects me more to wake up in a messy environment than it affects Tristan because he pretty much grabs his lunch and is out the door. Um, So just trying to communicate my needs and explain myself without like, you know, without going overboard because I do talk a lot. I do overshare. Um, That was the hardest part, sharing responsibility and sharing my perspective in a way that the other person will receive it because people always say communication is key, which I'll agree with that partially. I think an extension of that comprehension is key because you can talk and talk and talk, but if the other person isn't listening or receiving what you're saying, like, what is the point? It's not, it's not helping either of you, you know? So I think that was the hardest part um, about adjusting to sharing things. Okay, next question is from Maria, and she asks, how did you decide that moving in with Tristan was the best option for you? I think this is great, and I just want to briefly touch on this because I talked about it before, but we had been long distance for four years, um, and August, like right after we moved, was our fifth year anniversary, so it's been a long time coming, and we did the long distance thing, and then we were living like 10 or 15 minutes away from one another when I moved back to Cleveland for a year, which was great, but financially it just made sense for us to move in together we have been together for so long and knew that this was kind of what we wanted as the next step in our relationship it definitely came after lots of long conversations and I think I was pushing for it earlier than he was like when I moved back to Cleveland I wanted to move in together but he was like look I need to save some money live with my parents we'll be much closer let's kind of use this as a year where we bridge the gap between long distance and living together and I'm so glad that we did that sometimes I'm extra grateful for him and his immense amount of patience because I am somebody who wants to do stuff like right away as soon as the idea pops into my mind I'm already making plans for it and he definitely slows me down and keeps me more grounded so that was really great keeping um giving ourselves that year of adjustment period from long distance to living together and ultimately for me I can't speak on Tristan's behalf but for me living together was really important before I kind of made that full commitment in my own mind that I want to be with him forever and talk about being married and all of those things that's for another episode we're not engaged we're not planning to be like anytime in the near future but I was really it it was really important for me to live with him and live with him for a extended period of time before I was like okay I'm ready to you know get engaged start talking about getting married because 
I think a lot of people are very naive about their partners and who they are. The two things that will tell you the most about a person is living with them and traveling with them. If you can do both of those things with your partner pretty seamlessly, obviously I'm no expert or no, I'm not a marriage counselor or anything like that, but I think those are two really telling factors that if you can stand the person between, like in those two situations, you're on the right track in your relationship in my experience. But I knew that I wanted to move in with him because it was a big deciding factor for me um, in terms of where our relationship was headed in the future. Next question comes from AJ. She asks, I just moved. How did you meet new friends, especially like-minded ones? I'm not the greatest at this. I've been struggling with this. However, I don't feel that lonely here, which I'm very surprised about um, because we moved so far away. But I don't feel super lonely. I'm also really, really lucky. My best friend from college moved here like a month before we did um, because of her job. So that's been really great. I see her once or twice a week. And I think that gives me a lot of um, social interaction because I am pretty introverted and I don't need a lot of social interaction. Um, once or twice a week is good for me. It's also been great living with Tristan because I get daily social interaction that way. Like I said earlier, I hated living alone because it was just hard for me to like feel like I was socializing like I was just in my own head too much and now I really cherish my alone time but also love living with someone um, but in terms of meeting new friends a lot of the people that I've met have been through the gym so trying out different gyms and finding one that you really like don't commit to the first one you try out most gyms will give you like a day pass or a week pass or whatever um, so try out different gyms in your area I've met so many great people that way I wouldn't call them like my new best friends but I made a lot of acquaintances a lot of social contacts and I think that's what I need right now for Tristan I will say he has met so many people at his work he works with two other guys roughly his age in the special education department and has become close friends with them like he'll go snowboarding with them on the weekends also his assistant coaches for the baseball team that he coaches have been new friends of his we've also met a couple people in our apartment complex we're lucky enough to live around a lot of other young people um but just putting yourself out there. I just met someone um, hiking the other day and she introduced herself and then we got lunch later that week and we've gone on a couple hikes since. So just putting yourself out there. Um, it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to jump into having a best friend in a new place. But like I said, trying to meet like social acquaintances, people that you can be friendly with that make you feel comfortable in your environment, whether it's the gym, try going to different coffee shops and ones that you really like, start frequenting there, chat it up with the baristas or other regulars in the shop. And I think the best way to meet like-minded people is do things that you like to do and you will meet other people doing the same thing. Does that make sense? Like put yourself out there and do things that make you happy and the kind of people that you want to be around will be there. So I don't know if that makes sense or if I'm like saying that right, but that's my piece of advice for making new friends. It's definitely been a challenge for me and I'm nowhere near like feeling confident that I have like a huge friend group here, but I really think that that takes time and I also think you should be hesitant towards people who want to jump into being besties like right away. Obviously, there are situations where you'll meet people and you'll really click and you'll know when that happens, but it's not with everyone. So don't jump into like serious, serious, committed friendships right away. Those things take time, just like a relationship. Friendships take time to build and develop and um, I personally find it to be a red flag when people, I meet people and they're like, oh my god, we're instant besties and they want to spend 24-7 together and be attached at the hip. That's a lot for me personally. You could be totally different, but 
Um, just wanted to throw that thought in there. <laughs> this question made me laugh. Any advice for clashing decorating opinions when moving in with your boyfriend? I think that I hit the lottery with this one because Tristan is so easygoing and he basically didn't want to be super involved with the process of like buying furniture and stuff. Now on my end, I tried to keep that in mind and realize that like, okay, I'm very lucky that I get to pick most of this stuff out myself. And obviously we had like budgets and stuff for things, but in terms of style and design, I tried to make everything as neutral as possible in terms of like I didn't want to buy like a big pink couch or like a big pink chair, like super girly things. I wanted to keep them neutral um, with the exception of the office. I recently put in a bunch of pictures up on the wall that I think you would classify them as more feminine just because they're like super colorful. Um, but I use the office way more than he does. So this is kind of my room. I got a little bit more freedom in here, but I tried to pick things out and then before I bought them or ordered them or picked them up or whatever, I would run them by him and say, hey, what do you think about this? And if he told me that he really hated it, I wouldn't have bought them. But he was super agreeable and everything that I've bought, we really, really love. There are a few things that I would do differently, um, but I love our couch. I just, I think I would spend a little bit more money on like the furniture pieces we use more than I thought we would like the coffee table it's got some scrapes and scratches in it and like I just wish I would have went with some higher quality materials um so that they didn't get so bumped up so easily but um I'm really straying from the question I don't have a ton of advice but I will say most boys are pretty agreeable and don't really know a lot about um like designing rooms and like having a theme and all that kind of stuff so trying to be as cohesive as possible and if there are certain things that he's really set on and certain things that you're really set on try to compromise like if you want to do the artwork on the walls then let him pick out like some of the furniture or like the bar stools or your kitchen table or whatever but Tristan just can't really be bothered with that kind of stuff I also have way more free time than he does or not even free time but I have the f a lot more freedom in my schedule that if I want to go like furniture shopping on a Monday afternoon I can he's at work so he cannot so I just have m had more opportunity to like go out and purchase the things and um yeah, I think that was, that really worked in my favor, but being open and honest with one another, talking about things that you both like, or if you have differing opinions on something, talking about how you can kind of find some middle ground there. Next question comes from Gianna. Do you miss random family time or do you feel your time with them is more intentional? Um, I do miss random family time, but it's more nostalgic, like, from my childhood than, like, my young adulthood because I was in college for four years. I only really came home and lived at home in the summers, and I spent a lot of time away from home hanging out with my friends and with Tristan, and also my sister moved away and started living in New York full-time when, when was that? It was, like, uh january 2020 um but she had been away at school for a few years in new york city as well just coming home in the summer so i feel like we weren't having a lot of random family time i do really miss my parents but i talk to my mom every single morning um like while i'm drinking my coffee we catch up she works from home so i'm able to call her and you know not disrupt her work day too too much but I, I definitely miss seeing my family. I really, really miss my grandparents. That's like my biggest regret from moving away from home because they are quite old and they've been such a big part of my life and I really do miss them a lot. Um, but 
it, it also makes my time with my family more intentional. I'll agree with that. I do miss random family time, but um, being home, I feel like I want to spend time with my parents. We make plans. Like when I was living at home, even like not at home at home, but 25 minutes down the street, um, we didn't really make plans. Like I would just pop over and say, hey, hi, how you doing? Whatever. Um, I didn't really have a lot of intentional time with them. So when I am home, I think it's it's better. We spend more quality time together for sure. Next question comes from Amy and she asked, how do you maximize space and efficiently pack your car with all of your things? Like I said, we got um, a U-Haul trailer, but vacuum seal bags are a game changer. This was Tristan's idea, so I take no credit. He was very adamant on getting the vacuum seal bags for our clothes and they saved us so much space. The only thing I will say about them is you actually have to pack stuff in there flat. You can't just like shove a bunch of clothes and crap in there and then vacuum seal it because it will be all bumpy and like not really that flat. But if you stack things in there flat and then, you know, suck the air out, saves so, so much space. 10 out of 10 would recommend. We got like the giant ones off of Amazon. We have so many of them, but they were super helpful and saved a lot of space. And I also use them for stuff with like my blankets and pillows and stuff to just flatten them down. Would highly recommend. Okay, last question is from Hannah and she asks, moving with my boyfriend this July, most important topic to discuss prior to moving together. Budget, like I talked about before, if you kind of zoned out or weren't totally listening, I would recommend going back um, or even just listening to it again and really taking that advice because I think it helped us so much. Also talking about splitting responsibilities, like um, I'm trying to think. Tristan and I pretty much split chores evenly, but because I am home during the day and he's not, I do feel like I do more cleaning. Like I typically do the laundry or vacuuming or whatever. Um, talk about those things, what is important to you, and also talk about um, like how you are going to kind of recharge outside of one another, how you're going to have your alone time. For us, it was really important, not only because I work from home, but also for just being able to separate when needed. Having two bedrooms was really a big priority for us when we were apartment hunting. I didn't talk about that before, but we do live in a two, in a two bedroom apartment and that was um, a big deal for us. So Talk about those things, talk about what's most important to you and try to find some common ground if you don't agree on everything, which you probably won't. And also talk about like how you want to kind of handle yourselves when there's conflict for Tristan and I um, living together. This has changed a lot because before if there was ever any sort of conflict or disagreement, it was mostly over the phone because we were long distance. And this isn't something we really talked about before we moved in, but in hindsight, I wish we would have because... I'm somebody who wants to sit there and talk it out and, you know, say all the things and get it off my chest and then work through it verbally, whereas he's somebody who needs to kind of take some time and get perspective on the situation before sharing his thoughts um, because he doesn't want to come at it emotionally charged, which is something he's really taught me. And I don't mean like sat down and taught me how to do it, but just observing his behavior and how he handles himself has made me question kind of how I handle myself and make some changes to have a healthier relationship with conflict and disagreement with my partner. So if you can have that conversation, just talk about like when you're angry, I mean, don't have this conversation while you're angry, but 
maybe when disagreement arises a day or two later when things have settled and you've resolved said disagreement talk about like hey this is my initial reaction and I think this is what I need to do to kind of settle myself or this is how I want to approach um, disagreements that we have what about you and try to find some common ground there so when it does happen when you're living together it's not a huge blow up and you're questioning like why did I move in with this person um so yeah that would be my advice for like what to discuss before moving in this episode has turned out to be a very long one so I'm going to leave you at that thank you so much for listening I hope that this answered a lot of your questions I'm feeling super confident in this episode way more than the first one I just think I rambled a little too much it was much more clear and concise on this one a lot of information there so if you have any questions about um, more logistics or just general moving questions please feel free to message me on Instagram but I hope that this was super helpful again if you want to leave a review for this podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. It is so greatly appreciated. I love you guys all so much and I will talk to you soon. Bye!